A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus went to the district of Tyre. He entered a house and wanted no one to know about it, but he could not escape notice. Soon a woman whose daughter had an unclean spirit heard about him. She came and fell at his feet. The woman was a Greek a Syrophoenician by birth, and she begged him to drive the demon out of her daughter. He said to her, Let the children be fed first, for it is not right to take the food of the children and throw it to the dogs. She replied and said to him, Lord, even the dogs under the table eat the children's scraps. Then he said to her, For saying this, you may go. The demon has gone out of your daughter. When the woman went home, she found the child lying in bed and the demon gone. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Certainly a very interesting gospel to uh, begin a retreat. Um, and I think because it touches on something uh, extremely important for us. And it concerns this reality that probably all of us at some point in our life have felt rejected by God, right? We have felt maybe abandoned by God or even forgotten by God. And if we're honest about it, it is, this is probably one of the most common human experiences that we have, right? Anyone, any sort of rational person who turns on the news at night and sees just what's happening in the world and see what's going on, automatically asks, you know, where, where is God in the midst of all of this? And, you know, why does God allow what he seems to allow. You know, sometimes people ask, you know, is, is God asleep, right? Because he doesn't seem to be very active uh, in our world. And, you know, Jesus on the cross um, experiences, at least psychologically, this same abandonment by God, right? As he says these words, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And so, this, this feeling of rejection or this feeling of being abandoned by God is a common human experience. But the ultimate question is, is it true? Has God abandoned us? Or can God even abandon us? Is it possible? And this gospel provides us, I think, with a with an insight into this apparently human dilemma. You know, we hear this story today of a woman who comes to Jesus. And this woman is not a Jew. She's a Greek. And she comes to Jesus, obviously, with a heavy heart, probably with much anxiety, probably much worry, 
because her daughter is possessed by a demon. And so she comes to Jesus because she's heard about him and asks Jesus to come and heal her daughter. And what does Jesus say to her? He says, Let the children be fed first, for it is not right to take the food of the children and throw it to the dogs. We might wonder, where is the sort of nice and gentle Jesus that we've heard about before uh, in the Gospels? Because it seems that, first of all, Jesus is almost disregarding her request. And second, it seems that Jesus is actually insulting her. You know, he pretty much calls her a dog. And so it seems like Jesus is rejecting her, that he's abandoning this woman. But then how does this woman respond? She says, Lord, even the dogs under the table eat the children's scraps. In other words, she's saying to Jesus, I know that you are the one. I know that you are the one who has the words of eternal life. And that I believe in you. I trust you, even though it seems like And even though it feels like you are rejecting me, I believe you and I trust in you. And how does Jesus respond to this woman? He says, for saying this, you may go and your daughter will be healed. Jesus is almost shocked by her faith. He's not used to such faith, to such mature and deep faith. And so Jesus says, for saying this, you may go. For saying what? Essentially, she says to him, I trust you, no matter what. And so was Jesus, or is Jesus, rejecting this woman? And the answer is, of course not. You know, is Jesus ever rejected us. It's impossible for him to do that. And so the question is, what is he doing? What is Jesus doing to this woman? And what is he doing to us in moments of darkness, in moments of trial? It seems like what, he's in do- what he is doing is that he is inviting us to mature faith, to a faith that is not dependent upon our feelings, though obviously they're important, but in a way that transcends how we might feel. He's inviting us to a faith that goes beyond just simply uh, public opinion or current trends in society, but a faith that has absolute confidence and trust in Christ. A faith that doesn't spend all day asking why, but that reaches out beyond what we can see and what we can feel to meet the living God. You know, it's interesting, St. John of the Cross says that union with God, if we want to achieve, if we want to experience union with God, it's through faith, hope, and love, the theological virtues. 
That is the way, he says, to union with God. It's not necessarily fasting or joining a religious community or getting married or even prayer, how long we pray. Obviously, all those things are involved in those theological virtues. But the way to union with God, he says, is faith, hope, and love. That these virtues need to be exercised, in a sense, within us. And quite honestly, and this is the part I don't like, but it is darkness that oftentimes activates these virtues, right? When, when the sun is shining and when everything's going great in our vocation and when everyone's getting along and when everyone tells us how great we, is, how great we are, it's kind of easy to have faith in God. But what happens when the lights go out, right? What happens if we, if we get sick or if somebody rejects us or if something goes wrong in our lives or where we work? That's when we have to dig, in a sense, deeper to sort of reach out in faith that says, Lord, even though I feel like I'm being abandoned by you, even though I feel like we are separated, I will trust that you are there that you are holding me maybe even more closely than you were before because I can't sense you anymore, but I trust that you are near. Cheap faith helps nobody. Jesus tells us in the gospel that the person who builds their house on sand, that house will be swept away. But the house that is built on a rock, which is him and mature faith, will not be swept away by anything. And so... This is, I think, not only the beautiful challenge today of the gospel, but it's this beautiful witness of this woman who comes to Jesus, unlike so many other people, with a real and mature faith that says, despite what I see and maybe what I feel, I believe, Lord, that you are the one who can heal my daughter. And I stake my whole life on that belief. Because like Peter says, I have come to know and believe that you have the words of eternal life.